episode 666 of the Too Thick Pod. I am your host, Jeremy. We're all things sports cards and levity. I've got uh, Manny with me today, and I'm going to allow Manny to do all the introductions today because uh, he was responsible for putting this this collaboration, this consortium of awesome human beings together. So I'm going to let him give the intro. Undoubtedly, he'll fuck it up, but we'll have good fun. Yeah, he screwed me. He put, threw me on the bus on that one. But today, we welcome... The guys from down under, the two of the goats in the hobby. We have double coverage. We have Dama and Saucy with us. Um, if you guys haven't listened to their podcast, you need to. They have no filter. They speak what they want. And you might you might be on their limit list. So just be be aware on this. But we'll, we'll explain a little bit more about their podcast as we go. Yeah, so we've got uh, Dama and Sauce. And if you guys want to just give a brief introduction, who you are, how long you guys have been together, a little quick origin story. Uh, just to familiarize the American audience to the awesomeness, the bush pulling cards, the unfiltered, the opinionated Aussies who, who are going to tell me about my damn president. Go ahead. <laughs> Did you want me to do the? I always do this. I've got it uh, down pat now. Uh, I'll do it, Saucy. So uh, I am Doma and the great man Sauce, as I introduce him every Hello? week on a Hello? Wednesday on the Double Coverage Podcast. Thank you to Jeremy and Manny, uh, a.k.a. Rick Jeremy. So uh, that's what I accidentally called him on the first time I ever gave Too Thick a shout-out on our podcast. Yeah, you're going to change have... it to Ron Jeremy in a second, aren't you? Yeah, it is going to be Ron Jeremy. But uh, <laughs> we've been running for two years now, uh, two and a half years, I think, or just over two years. Uh, we started during COVID. Um Sauce and I always wanted to do a podcast when we were in uh, high school together and it never eventuated. Uh, we're big sports nuts and we love American sports and we were one of the very few at high school that followed American sports and followed it religiously, especially the NBA during that time in like 2011 uh, when we were still very young. Uh, we're getting on with age these days. But yeah, uh, I've always been in the hobby. I've been in since I was around 10. I'm 29 now, so 19 years. Uh, Saucy found the hobby around 2018, 2019, I think. Yeah, 2018, so 2019. Yep. Yeah, relatively yeah. new, but knows I've been in for 19 years. He's been in for four, and he knows probably 10 times, if not 20 times the amount that I do. So he's just surpassed me already in four years. So Well, I've got the encyclopedia. The I've got the encyclopedia that yeah. I ask many questions to uh, yeah. in the DMs. Uh, he knows it's, absolutely everything about the hobby. Yes, one of our listeners. So, yeah, we've been doing it for two years. And once again, thanks for having us on. And So and one thing met... that I wanted to ask real quick, Manny, before, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah go you ahead. Know, you, you talked about tomorrow. tomorrow is holiday for you guys. You have the the Super Bowl of Australia coming up, AFL championship game. Are, are AFL cards big in Australia? Because it's not something that I've actually ever seen stateside. Saucy. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it, look, it's not a world sport. It's not a sort of world known sport. I think it's gotten more traction uh, over the last few years, especially, you know, in the States with, um, you know, Pat McAfee giving it uh, quite a few shout outs on his show um, and showing highlights and things. Um, it, cause AFL cards are big, um, you know, not to the extent of what, you know, NFL uh, football cards are in the States, but, you know, it is still quite significant considering the market really here in Australia is, um, sort of it only spans across maybe three of the states um 
because there's there's a few states where predominantly rugby is the main sport, and then uh, some other states where AFL Australian uh, rules football is is the main sport. So uh, I mean, it's it's big in respective to how sort of small the market is in a sense. Um, but yeah, like you know, it's growing. I'll, just, I'll I'll put it in this perspective. Uh, probably three years ago. Um, you know, releases of boxes, which, you know, boxes um, that had guys' first rookie autographs in it, they would get released and um, they would literally sh- sit on shelves and sit in uh, card shops for, you know, four or five months and then eventually sell out. They're literally selling out on release every single time. Um, and, the, the, you know, the, the companies had to also throw an extra release in there and also throw, um, you know, increase the print run with more variations, you know, obviously a bit like what Panini does, that more more numbered cards and, and, and stuff like that. So um, to create, because there's that much more demand uh, for it. So, yeah, it, it's it's growing uh, and it is pretty big, uh, especially here what, where we live in Victoria. So the next, the next biggest release is actually scheduled for Sunday at 5 p.m. our time. And that is uh, Optimum, which had a successful run last year. I think it sold out in 10 minutes. So they only make... I've actually got this up because I don't want to get it wrong. I was just doing a bit of research before. They tell you exactly they only how make many boxes they make. 700 cases. So there's only 8,400 boxes of the product made. Uh, the good thing about select AFL cards... So for all your rookie autos, it does, even if it's legend autos, it doesn't matter who you, you collect... All autos are on card. Every auto is on card. So if it's to 99, every single auto is to 99 on card. For the bronze, the silver's to, I think, 75. And I think 49 is like the gold for the draft pick signatures. So that's obviously draft pick is rookie for us. Uh, And it is a massive release coming up because the standout, well, rookie of the year, rising star is what we call it in our sport, uh, is getting his first rookie auto cards in this product and uh yeah safe to say it's gonna fly off the shelves i actually took a few out of my collection just to show you some of the cards i haven't got any autos on me because unfortunately i haven't been lucky but just to show you some of the the designs obviously uh we spoke about this one when clearly don russ actually dropped uh two years ago i think that's when they came out with it 2020 i think was the first year of clearly don russ this is actually a 2007 card, and I showed this card on the pod when clearly Don Ross. And they're like, oh, it's revolutionary. Uh, even that you know there'd been um, basketball cards, NBA cards that had been created with that acetate see-through like look. And this is from 2007. It's one of right. my favorite players. So that's that's Ben Cousins. He plays for the West Coast Eagles. Well, did it, in Perth. It's like a sketch card meets acetate. That is a, yeah. That is a badass looking card. That's sick. so. One of he's one of the best to ever play, and then I don't. Do you all know who Tyson Beck is? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Tyson Beck actually signed a contract with like one of the the releases over here. It's called Footy Stars, a oh, team coach. Sorry, so for team coach, he does like his own insert set, and I think I've got the collection of this. But he designed all these cards. That's pretty. He cool. did one player from every team, so I've just picked Sam Walsh. He plays for Carlton Blues. And then select, I'll give him credit. So they've actually taken a lot of inspiration from um, the United States and the products that get dropped there from Panini. 
So obviously the Kaboom card came out. I don't think I've got a Bang card on me, but they were called Bang. And it had like the Kaboom style writing. It just said Bang on a silver source. You might have one. No, I've got I've got the uh, the the blank canvas that they have which is ripped off with the blank slate. The blank slate, blank slate. You know, and then they, they released that. these. Uh, this was in Prestige, a different product, which is like a PMG style card. So that's Nat Five, oh, and cool. they dropped that type. Yeah, of we, we, so, we, we were calling it the AFL PMGs on on the podcast. Which is like, yeah, I bought another PMG this week, and because uh, they got orange, that. greens, and blues, so literally the same colors as a PMG as well. So. That's just a bit behind there, and then and vintage props cards. that select Australia's is quality vintage. control is unbelievable compared to Panini. Like it is very good quality control uh, on their releases. There you go. And that's Dama, what vintage. The, what's that slab that I'm seeing right there? So this is a um, platinum standard grading whoop, slab. So they're an Australian grading company. Subgrades uh, on the back. Subgrades are on the back. Okay. There you go. So the they're QR, trying, the like, QR I think code. QR code there as well. So this is a pop one. <laughs> it actually is. I, don't, I have not seen, obviously, through their, their company. Uh, but yeah, so Platinum Standard Grading, definitely check them out. We've got a bit of a connection with them. We run a bulk sub for them down here in uh, Victoria. In so, our opinion, the number one Australian grading company. And, and it's just more like to have people more options. I, I, I don't think... I mean, there are people that do send their AFL cards to BGS and PSA, um, but I mean, the market's not even big enough for it to for you know for you guys. I understand, like in the states, that you're gonna want it in BGS or PSA holder. Let's let's be honest, or SGC. Um, but the market's not big enough, so you know those sort of cards. You know, sending it to PSG also. Um, like some of my PC cards, I just send it there. Just you know, Australian company. We re- we really like the fact that they're getting behind the hobby here in Australia. They were like the major sponsor for the hobby hangout, which, uh, you know, Manny knows what that is. That's essentially our, you know, our biggest show that gets thrown here. Uh, it's on twice a year in Melbourne and twice a year in Sydney. And I think twice a year in Brisbane. So there's six, uh, six shows that, that travel around the whole year. Um, and it's the biggest and baddest show that we have. So, and then the major sponsor and they've, you know, they're really putting money behind the hobby here down under. Um, and that's why we respect them. And we met the owners, um, you know, Brett McCollum or Brett McCollum, the, the owner and and obviously Chris Bilson, he's, he's the sort of second in charge down there at PSG um, and, you know, had really good chats with them. So, and just see where the, their vision is as, as a company um, and look, they're doing better things than an Australian company that's been around for 15 years already called um, CGA card grading Australia. Um, and, you know, they haven't been to any of the hobby hangout events. So we, we can't fathom if you're going to call yourself, a, you know, the number one grading a card grading company in Australia, you probably should front up to these events and be there and support them um, and, you know, help your branding. And also the fact that we asked them to come on the podcast for free, to, to help their branding in the and they didn't come on. So that I think that's why we've chosen PSG and their quality is really good guys. Like their, their quality is of grading is really, really good. In, in my opinion, like, you know, from what I've sent there, I think every grade that I've got back has been more than, more than fair. Um, and they give you the subgrades. So that's, that's a bonus. Well, and that's cool. Like I want to kind of touch on this too, because you guys have difficult. I mean, we ship in the United States. We're waiting like two years to get our cards back from PSA. I can only imagine how long you guys wait if you're sending bulk subs to PSA or BGS. 
the process, I guess, can you explain some of the process that you guys have to deal with being, because most of the corporation is in America, right? So you have to, when you buy cars in, yeah. and everything. Individually, individually, there's been, we've seen a lot of success stories sending to PSA and BGS and getting their cards back individually. Uh, Cherry Collectibles run uh, BGS bulk sub here in Australia. So you can send your cards through them. Uh, to BGS, they're also starting uh, a PSA bulk sub also, but the major PSA bulk subber slash SGC bulk subber here in Australia is the Hobby AU, which is Lane Pierce, who also created 130 Point, mm-hmm. um, the website. So he runs the Hobby AU. They do all the bulk subbing for PSA and SGC cards, and he's had a lot of success. Uh, he was also a part of uh, that Lewis Hamilton uh rookie card that was on uh, golden auctions the one that went for 230k he was also instrumental in helping that aussie collector get his card into that auction he flew over with him to bring it to golden so he does a lot of that stuff when it comes to psa and obviously dealing with uh golden on that front and as you notice at the national golden did announce a partnership with 130 point so that 130 point links into the hobby au because lane pierce is the yeah, the founder and overseer of both those things. So, and and people out there, I'm not sure if you're aware. When you search something on 130 point, and it comes up that you can buy it through. There's a link to buy stuff. Don't be like scared. Hit that link through 130 point. That's a bit of an affiliation. It allows him to get a kickback off it. He doesn't charge you guys a cent for all the content he puts on there and, and all that sort of stuff. So it's a way to support um, Lane and support 130 points so it can keep running. And, and you know, the hobby has this, you know, invaluable tool that they can use at their disposal. So, um, you know, quick shout out there. Like, feel free to, to click that link and buy. Sometimes, like, I'm going to buy something on eBay and I'll go search it in 130 point and then click the link and then go back into my eBay and then buy it. Even though I'm about to buy it anyway, like, you know, he may, you may as well help someone in the hobby. Um, That's, you know, giving us something for free to use, which is, which is great. So uh, yeah, definitely do that. One thing that, you know, that we know as like Americans is we're, we're typically your average American is pretty isolated. They're not very worldly. Their world is America and everything outside of America doesn't exist. So as me and Manny were talking about, you know, having you guys on and chatting about it, I started thinking about like the logistics and you guys touched on it where you're going through a bulk suburb, you know, um, the process of customs, the taxes that are involved, sending valuable goods, you know, on that long flight and then having the grading company, having your cards for a long time. And, you know, mail gets lost in the U S all the time, whether you pay for insurance, it's FedEx, UPS, all these different courier services, things get lost. So if somebody takes the time to go through BGS, SGC, PSA, do those cards carry a premium if they have the same grade relative to the PSG slab? Uh, yeah, of course. Their premium is far and beyond a PSG, okay. PSG slab, for example. Um, the, the one thing that we're trying to push um, for the PSG, because we also did a HGA box sub as well as that went. Uh, so... <laughs> They're, well, they're for about a month, they're fine. Then... They got they got no they got no backlog time, but you know their price is still more expensive than PSA. Go figure with that. So, not saying we've given up on it. We pretty much have. Like, there's no point. One thing with us, we're so honest. We wouldn't want someone to send a fifty. It costs fifty Australian to send a card over there. 
So it's like, why would you spend 50 Australian to get it slabbed when you can spend 50 Australian and get two cards slabbed with PSG? And it's here within Australia. You don't need to worry about all the issues. Like with us, Cherry, uh, the Hobby AU, I'm not, well, I can talk on their behalf. It's all insurance based to obviously do that bulk sub internationally. We had to pay for insurance. So we're covered of losses and damages and stuff like that. Obviously, you don't want to be liable for somebody's cards that they're entrusting with you to get slabbed. So we did all that. We dotted all the I's, crossed all the T's. Um, but the PSG back onto their their cards, we're trying to push Australians to literally slab up their NRL, which is the rugby cards, and also the AFL cards. And just to chuck it in here, it makes and so even much I slabbed more up sense. a few cricket cricket cards, so I'm not sure. Yeah, if cricket cards with cricket, as well, which is like Australian baseball. That's what I like mm-hmm. to call it, the Australian version. We've, of baseball. Saucy's even put. I'm pretty sure uh, some basketball cards you've slabbed I up have, in yes, here as I have, well. I have. So the, the one thing is these cards, AFL cards, NRL cards, circulate the market with premiums when they're in a CGA slab. So the other grading company. So we're like, well, why are we giving them the competition? They've made absolutely no effort just because they've been around for 15 years. Platinum Standard Grading, to, in my opinion, have a better looking slab, better protocols. Uh, their people are front and center. You actually can get to meet them. At the Hobby Hangout, they had their grading process. They had the camera that they used, the magnifying glass. You could actually bring your card and have a play with it so you could see what they do on a daily basis. Uh, I think 30 cards per day get graded through their grading company. I think that's what they were saying, not 30 no, no, cards. Uh, no, 30. No, each grader on a daily basis can only grade up to 30 cards. That's 30 how meticulous cards. and yeah. time, so how much time they they take to grade each individual card. It's so it's not, not it's 30 not a, cards every not, minute, not, like in PSA and BGS, for example. Exactly right. So, yeah, that's... <laughs> you know, the, there, there's, a, there's a financial piece to it, right? Because we're all hardworking and... The, yes. the disposable income that we have for a hobby is limited. For for Manny, it might be a hundred. For you, it might be two hundred. For me, three hundred. And for Sauce, I saw some of those cards beforehand. That that's that's four and five figure money right there. <laughs> but we, you know, here where the way things are, and I hope PSG blows up for you guys because I have the ability. I dropped off fifty cards today through a bulk suburb, and they and I wanted some going to PSA, some going to SGC, and some to BGS, and I have the ability where I can. It costs me nothing to get them there. It costs me nothing, and whatever doesn't get graded comes back in a timely manner. I sell them raw and move on. Where you're at, man, that, that's pretty damn tough. Like You better be pretty damn sure that when you're sending something out, you're going to be out of that card because that's your money tied up in that asset or collectible that's going to be gone for a long time. Nothing's got to be more than a, more of a kick in the dick than sending out something that's been reviewed by 10 people that this is a 10, man you're going to get that premium and it comes back and every submission now I get a PSA six. And that, and that's the one thing, like I I wish everyone that listened to our podcast or the people that haven't listened to us here in Australia, like somehow come across this and can actually hear you say this. Obviously you've been in the industry for so long and you're based in the United States to try and, push across that like you've got a viable option there in australia and you should be using it like it makes no sense to me like i don't understand why people would want to send their like i understand why high-end cards i understand if it's like a mahomes rookie or lamar rookie uh Messi trey lance 
Messi yeah. rookie. Not that. That's Messi <laughs> rookie. You send that to CGA. You yeah. just get that done and dusted. Pass that through. <laughs> it gets put in a slab bin. Thanks for coming. But if you've got like Maradona, uh, not even Pele, he can go in the Messi pile. Uh, Cruyff. You know, if you want to send them to PSA or BGS or SGC to they get that value, I get that. But why would you want to send footy cards and uh, NRL cards, cricket cards overseas or low-end basketball cards when you can create a market here in Australia and not have to wait? Their turnaround times are amazing. Like it was a 45-day turnaround time for Platinum Standard Grading. We got them back in two weeks, two and a half weeks. I would also add, why are are you going to send a footy card or a cricket card to an American who probably doesn't even understand what legend or all-star or all-pro or however that turn of phrase is that they're holding? To them, it might just be like, hey, this is a $3, $4 card, but to you, Dama, this is a big damn card. This is important if this thing comes back with like a a BGS 9.5 or a 10 or a PSA 10. Like Don Bradman, I'd send to like PSA or BGS – People in the States definitely know who Don Bradman is. I, I think it was the National, not this year, last year. Don Bradman was the flavor of the show when it came to like cricket cards. It was just so random. It's just like, oh, I've got this Don Bradman rookie card. And a few people were like, yeah, I've got one too. And that that was the bit of the pump and it was on him. And rightly so. He is the best cricketer to ever play the game. So that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's options for everyone and share the love and that's one thing we went, we did go hard on PSA and BGS and all these companies so early, but we go hard on them for a reason. I know um, I was just listening to uh, night school with cage just before we jumped on here. And that was a fantastic episode um, that you ran Jeremy with Courtney. So that was fantastic to hear. And cage made a good point. It's like, if they're tuning into content and you know, you're listening to people that, you know, are knocking other companies, they don't want to get involved, but uh, we do that to an extent. We try not to do that with all our hobby content, but at the same time, you have to be aware of the options. I don't want people, like I said, sending cards for working out, sending it to PSA, even if well, it's not even $22 because you have to be in the collector's club there to get $22, whatever it is, we'll say 30 bucks. And understand if you send it through lane, you get a better rate. And that's if that's what you want to do, you do that. But that low end stuff, why are you spending like 30 US, which is works out to be 40 bucks a card, and then you're going to get the card back? And it's probably a low end basketball card that's actually only worth like $35. And people don't realize they lose money on the grade. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, it's, it's like, just and, and, and a lot it of just that, baffles um, me, man. Like, it's gone back to a lot of those low end where it's like 10 or out, whereas for a while it was like 9, 10, you're good, but eight and less you're sort of going to break even or lose money. But if you get a nine or 10, it's all right. You're going to at least make a little bit of profit. 10, you're laughing, right? It's like gone now back to what it was. So sort of probably like, you know, 2018, 2019, early then where it's like, you need to get the PSA 10s on those low end cards or else it's like, uh, what's the point? I'd rather just sell the card raw, get, you know, get the few bucks that is the card and move on to the next one. So, um, you know, those, those sorts of things. I mean, I think the lower end cards, you know, it's PSG is a good option, even, even for lower end basketball cards, you know, like I just sent like a, you know, a Don Russ laser of a rookie in there. I think it was Tyrese Halliburton. That really doesn't really have much value. Um, you know, Don Russ, not a massively collected set. Um, 
you know, it's a non-numbered card. You know, probably like a $2 card if you put it in a bin, maybe a $1 card. I don't know. Depends on the sellers you, you find here. I put bargains right. when I'm out at the shows. You know, I'm putting like, you know, prism inserts of vets and stuff in there for a dollar, silver prisms for a dollar, you know, um, and you got those same people uh, at some other tables putting that stuff out there for 10 bucks and five bucks. I'm like, oh man, you got to have some value for the for people. But um, yeah. I, you I made a good point, Dama, uh, when you were talking about like, you can hold companies accountable without just shitting on them for the sake of shitting on them. Uh, you know, one thing that is a big frustration of mine is I work really hard for my money. You know, I have to pay my mortgage on time every single month. There is no bullshit. I had cards that I spent a lot of money on that I paid for a 20-day service that were held for 19 months, 20 months, 21 months, and not a, not an apology, not a $5 off coupon for next time. It was just like, oh, well, too bad. You're going to take it on the chin. And so I do think people, like the only way you're going to impact these businesses is if there is a viable alternative and we as collectors utilizing our, our, our hard earned dollars elsewhere. Yeah. They, oh, hundred percent. Go many, go many. I'll go to go. Somebody. No, no, no. I, I do want to point out with their podcast too, is they do call the book BS, but they found a way to make it a positive. Like they make fun of it. You know what I mean? Um, so they're calling it out. They help, help hold people responsible but it's like in a good positive way. So you guys do do that the correct way. So I, I do want to point that out when you do listen to this. Yes. They're going to make fun of like BBC or, uh, but they're going to call it their condom. Um, they're, they're going to make their own little condom uh, wrapper called, called double coverage condom and make and wrap it up and sell it for 10 times more. Like they'll do stuff like that. It's more of a positive and like way of like telling people accountable. That, so when Mrs. Sauce and Mrs. Dama's like, I got pregnant, they can just stand there and be like, yeah, you, I, we, sometimes we all get duped. Do you like BBC? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. The, the, the design of the double coverage dingers are for them to break when you use them. Like, that is 100% exactly like BBC. BBC doesn't work, so why should ours work? As simple as that. That's, that's the whole design of it. But Nobody likes those damn steel <laughs> stealers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but legitimately like you summed it up perfectly like on the way we've got a listener of our show that i'm pretty sure it's december 2019 and he still hasn't got his cards back it's either t- december 2019 or december 2020 regardless he has not got his cards back and he's been hounding psa and we were straight up with him like i don't want to be mean and but what you see is what you get with us we just tell you as it is and we said literally i reckon they've lost your cards like yeah. and they're not willing been, to tell I'm you. I'm pretty that sure it was 2020, Dece- December 2020. Maybe it's 2020. But the other thing too with our show, if we hated all these grading companies so much, why do I have SGC slabs, BGS slabs, PSA slabs, CGC slab? Well, this is the old CSG slab, <laughs> and then I got HGA slabs. Why? Sell out. It's it's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like we're happy to use every grading company. It's just. Yeah. Everyone should be held accountable. And we've said it. We've been, t- we've said things on our show before. Yeah. And people have DM'd us and said, you were so wrong on this. And we admit it. I'll come on the podcast the following week and say, yeah, I was so wrong on this. And I stuffed it up. I, 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 t- I spoke about it on Wednesday about tour, about tour cards. I got offered in a group chat by free. someone that for free, there's about 
18 of us in this group chat, including Timo Werner, who we, if you don't know who Timo Werner is, Jeremy, he used to play for Chelsea. We added him to the group chat. He somehow, you know, he's in there, Manny. He's in there. He's never yes. responded, but Timo Werner is in the group his chat. message request. It'd be in his message yeah, request. Yeah, in his message request. Besides the point, uh, this person goes, Doma, I know you go for the Dolphins. I will give you, I think it was like three or four tour rookie prisms for free. I don't want them. You can have them. And my comment to him was, I don't collect uh, backup QBs, so you can keep them. <laughs> yeah, I'm eating my words, but I'll admit that. Like, I'll come on the show and admit that. I don't care. They've got nothing to hide. Yeah, stuffed up. Like, so what? And I'll, I'll remind him. Don't worry. I'll remind him. But he's not upset because we're it's humans. his team, so we he's all, happy that he's yeah, doing well. Exactly. Yeah. We all make mistakes. We're humans, yeah. just like grading errors with humans. Like That's mistakes. That the easy argument, Dama, is like, hey, man, uh, I only collect what I love. This is not about the money for me. So I hold firm that I don't collect uh, to a backup quarterback cards. All, but that is all actually I how I do collect. All I know, you didn't have a lemon this week, but Saucy could have easily gave you the lemon for that. You would have got been a double oh. lemon. Yeah, that's a lemon yeah. move. Your one doesn't count. The biggest lemon is you wearing okay. that lemon-colored Chelsea so, shirt right up there. Like, so, <laughs> so people that don't started. know, people that don't know the double coverage every week, except this week or most weeks, right? You guys give out a lemon of the week. How did that come about? How did this like? You know what? These guys are being lemons, and what it is is they'll they'll find somebody or something that someone says. Could be a podcaster, could be Jeremy, could be us, could be Dama and his own um, podcast. Um, when they say something or do something, they'll call you a lemon. And then at the end of the year, they have like a, a lemon of the year award. And we actually, Jeremy, you know who won the lemon of the year last year. Um, so, but yeah, how did that come to be? I guess uh, call it out. Cage was actually on the turn bracket tournament too, as well. So I just want yes, to get I want to get a background on that. It all, it all stemmed from Saucy. Um, so it when all- we started the podcast, about 20 episodes in, I think it was like 20 or 30 episodes in, every week, or not every week, like probably every second or third week, Saucy, when when we call someone, it's got different terms. Yeah. Lemon, all right? So ours is, I'll clarify it on our podcast, I'll clarify it on your podcast. It means just like calling someone a dud or a spud. That's what we call people here in Australia. Like he's no good at what he's doing or he's done something stupid. So Saucy would be talking about a basketball player and be like, this guy's a lemon, man. He's got no idea what he's doing. And then um, the way that Saucy said it was, he used to call them lemons. He goes, this guy's a lemon, not a lemon. And then um, from that, uh, Saucy goes, oh, he's pretty good. I said, why don't we, should we t- turn this into like a segment? Saucy goes, yeah, turn it into a segment. We'll get a lemon to come up. I'll just scream lemon. We'll do this whole thing. So, yeah, Saucy is the uh, inspiration of the Lamont of the year. That's uh, Your thoughts on it, Saucy? It's just a phrase that I've used I've used for so many years because it's like – I think it's like one of those, you know, and, and it's a good thing that you can, say, you can say it around people. You know, you could be watching a sport game or, or something like that with your mates and be like, oh, what a lemon, you know, misses an easy shot or, or something like that. Um, or your mate does something stupid. I'm like, mate, you're you're just a lemon. You're you're just a lemon, right? Like, it's you you can it's you can't people really can't get offended to it. Like, you, you can't get offended. You're being called a lemon, right? So Careful like what you wish for, right? I don't I don't think you can get offended to it. So I I think it's a it's a good word. 
and um like it's all lighthearted like you know don't forget like you know whenever we give these awards some of it's part serious uh of course when when things are certain certainly serious and in certain topics where we do get the lemon where it is you know very serious stuff um but you know a lot of it's uh you know jokingly giving the award um and yeah we hope that most people and we have given a few in the hobby where uh with uh those people weren't too happy about it uh you're tagging some accounts on instagram but we're just like oh come on mate you've you got no sense of humor so they blocked uh, us it's simple. Yeah. Yeah. put it yeah. straight up they blocked us they i blocked. absolutely <laughs> love i love like the when you can refer to somebody something where it's like if they get offended that kind of doubles down on the fact that they're an asshole you know what I mean and it's so like one thing I picked up from Canada that I absolutely love is to tell somebody that they're spare parts <laughs> like it just like it's like one of those things like hey you're spare parts bud and it's like you, you can't like really get mad at it but like if you really think about what they're saying like when you call somebody like a, a, a spud or a dud or whatever you said it's like oh, there's a lot there if you really unpack it so I, I absolutely love it like I, I'm gonna start handing out Lamones or however it's said <laughs> I actually want to be. I, I like. I. I told him. I was like, "How do I become a lemon?" I'm like, I'm talking about Ronaldo every time. I'm wearing yellow on the podcast to kind of say, "Look it, I am a lemon. Make me a lemon." Because they have. <laughs> that's awesome. They actually, Jeremy. They have an award, and there's this guy that follows them. He does custom cards, and it's. Uh, he made him a lemon card, and it's like prism outline. It's like a prism card with a lemon. And they sent it to the person that won last year. Um, so I'm like, man, how am I going to get it? But I went on their podcast once because Dama bailed on Saucy. So I helped out. And I actually gave – I didn't tell Saucy this, but at the end I gave Dama a lemon because – Just busted it out at the end without <laughs> – no pre-warning. No pre-warning. So Dama's been called a lemon on his own podcast. Yeah, I'll be in the bracket. Don't worry. I'll be in the bracket. But, yes, Adam – uh, at beats.n.breaks on uh, IG. He's done a lot of custom cards. This is some of the stuff he's actually done. I've got it on my desk. He's done a Ronaldo for me. Oh, um, so he's done a Dwayne awesome. Wade as well. So he's got a Dwayne Wade there. Uh, but he one. did create, he does create the Lemon of the Year award, which is a slabbed card. Um, we didn't expect it. He sent it to us and he was listening to our podcast from day dot. And he goes, Listen, I've created this. Do what you want with it. And we said, you know what? You are a follower. You're someone in the hobby, like all around great bloke. And we said, you know what? We're going to use it. So if you don't mind, do you mind making some custom cards every year? So the 2022 Lamont of the Year looks like this. So that's this year's award. That's nasty. I'm going to have to say something outrandish. Yeah. So I might even get it because I'm nominated now, thanks to Manny. So yeah, thanks <laughs> to Adam. Uh, he's done a lot of custom cards um, as well. So he does a fantastic job with that. I, I think it's I think it's awesome, and I think part of what makes the hobby fun is like when, at the end of the day, it's escapism. It's like you're 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 chilling with your friends, your homies. You're not thinking about work. You're not thinking about the bullshit of real life. The you know the stresses and strains, and you know some people take it too serious or super opinionated. And so to to bring back that levity, which is like the tagline for the show: sports cards levity. I think is awesome. And so handing out slap lemon cards, I'm here for that, man. I'm, I Get the Patreon going, get the OnlyFans, I'll, I'll help submit. And I think the best thing you can do is never give Manny or even acknowledge it as he's begging for it. I think it's I, really off-putting. It makes me, it makes it more like I'm more upset that I haven't got one yet. 
I wake up at four in the morning to be like, if I say something crazy, I wake up at four in the morning. I'm like, yes, it's time. They're talking about the lemon and it's not me. And I'm like, I'm going back to bed. <laughs> yeah. So Matt, know, Matt is crazy. He tunes in at like 4 a.m., 5 a.m. his time and jumps on live. We've seen him. Um, yeah. <laughs> nuts. Nuts. I was like, so go, I, we, we in the comments are saying, go back to sleep, Matty. Go back to sleep. <laughs> I know Sauce has a hard stop here in like two minutes. And so I just want the one thing we were talking about was the quality. And you were talking about the quality of cards that are coming out. You have an idea of print run in regards to case boxes. And then through that, you can get to pack odds. One thing that we bitch about over here, and it's a justified bitch, is that the, the complete lack of any quality control over here. You get a half decent card. It's off centered. It's scratched to shit. I just recently got a Panini White Sparkle pack, which was essentially you could sell them on the secondhand market between five and seven hundred bucks, uh, and it was three cards. And my hit was a essentially a third round wide receiver who doesn't play that was off center beat to shit, complete loss. What do you guys do in regards to you know when you see the local products or stuff that's produced closer to you? with great quality, but then, you know, Panini and Topps, you know, kind of being king, I'm assuming. How, how, like, how does that sit well when you get the local people doing it the right way? And then you, but the, the, the shit product is what really truly carries the premium. And I'll start with you, Sauce, so that way you can uh, answer before you bounce out. Well, on that note, doing it the right way, as well as getting a representative from the company to sit down with every player and get every single card in the product on card order as well. Um, so, you know, there's some things here that, that's done by Select Australia, the company that's really, really top quality. Um, you know, in that situation, the white sparkle, you know, it's a three cards in the pack. You would expect that there'd be care taken with those three cards in the pack. Um, you know, uh, it, it's frustrating. It, it's super frustrating. And it's it's part of the reason that I'm like, um, I, I don't really venture too much in, into ripping wax. And, and when it is, it's like something stupid or fun, like uh, we have in the past, you know, Playboy cards or or Baywatch cards, Doma. Uh, and, and what else? We've got bench warmers. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that product. Make sure you look it up, bench warmers, because uh, we're going to rip a box of that at some point in the near future. Uh, that will be quite fun. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just like, you know, and this is, I'm a like singles man like you know buy the singles then you can choose the car you want um you know understand what you're buying before you're opening the pack nothing worse than you know dropping three to five hundred dollars on a you know hobby box and yeah you get a hit but obviously the hits uh banged up uh, off-centered um and you know the quality controls not there um yeah, it's it's a frustrating thing. It, it's it's and it's a funny thing to explain to someone who's new to the hobby. Um, you know, oh well, yeah, yeah, like you know, you get these cards from a box and you pull out the box and then you know, based on how qual how quality the card is out the box, you can enhance the value with the grading of it. And they're like, yeah, but it just came out of the box, so shouldn't it be like, you know, top quality? I'm like, eh, not necessarily the case. Uh, you know, these companies mass produce, and I think that's what people need to realize. But th the thing that frustrates me is. You know, the extent, you know, this, you know, Prism's got to an extent, you know, people got to remember, rewind four years ago, Prism hobby boxes were 150 bucks, right? Not a thousand or whatever they're releasing at now. Um, so, you know, it was meant to be a low to mid tier product, a low, low product, I would say, you know, at that price point. Now it's gotten to the point where, you know, they're releasing it this much. And even 
Panini themselves releasing Prism that much on their site, Panini Direct. So, you know, they need to start taking more care because if you're going to throw that price tag on it and you're throwing that price tag on it yourself from, you know, your first market price by putting it out on Panini Direct, the photo boxes. Um, uh, man, you got to take more care. Uh, you got to take more care. There. I, I don't know. It's And that's why I, I like, I'm very hesitant to rip boxes. And when it is, it's just like, you know what? I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy ripping this box knowing I'm going to get potentially $5 worth of cards. And I'm happy at the price that I bought the box. And, and that's the main thing that you got to be say to yourself. I'm happy at the price that I bought the box. You got to know the risks. And that's why I, I probably don't rip as much as I used to. I probably ripped like nearly close to $3,000 worth of uh, Prism last year. And I got absolutely Prism retail. I got absolutely F all, man. Like, I think my best card was like a Cole Anthony auto. And then, like, I hit like a few silvers, no silver Ant Man, no silver Lamello, none of that. So, this is a color from a prism. That's that's Rex Ryan. It is a head coach who got popped for having a foot fetish. And the <sighs> damn thing is off centered. Like, what kid, what hobby participant wants a trading card of a coach who, other than having a foot fetish, really doesn't have any claim to fame. And, and, and we as the consumer take it because I know, I know. Prism comes up for sale, it will sell out. Yep. It's just insane. It, it It is crazy. Uh, I've got a bit more on that. I know Saucy does That's need to take a uh, Sauce, leave. thank you for jumping on, young man. I hope you have a spectacular day. And make sure you follow him at Saucy Collectibles. Thank you, gents. Uh, it's a pleasure as always. And uh, hopefully we can do it again another time and uh, I'll catch you around. See ya. That was a, that was a sexy finish. Be good. Stay safe. <laughs> Love you. Miss you. Bye. Uh, All right. Now, the hard, now, so, now yeah. the hard questions, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. Now you can ask me anything you want about source, but just quickly on that quality control, um, Panini release. How, how many is it? Um, you'd probably know more than what I would, Jeremy, even yourself, Manny on like, a, uh, AFL, NFL and basketball products. How many products do they release per year? It, it started getting out of hand. I can't even keep up with how many they, they release now. It's like more than 25 products. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and if you don't know any better, you buy these products. And yeah. Maybe you, you get the Lamello and it says Prism on it, but it's Chronicles and it's Black Silver and it doesn't carry the premium. People don't understand and end up getting you know, they leave with a sour taste in their mouth. So the, the reason why the quality is so good with Select is, I've brought it up here. 2020, they released four products. 2021, they released four products. 2022, this year, Optimum, as we mentioned at the top of the show, will be their fifth product. More than likely, there'll be six products because Supremacy which comes out at the end of the year is like the flawless slash immaculate of the product. And it's like cards are incredible. It's, I think it's like two cards per box or whatever it is there. So that's, that's probably why as well, the quality is so good and they can afford to get around to every player and get them to sign everything. Uh, Cause it is limited. That's why the cases are limited. Uh, the products are limited throughout the year, but they're smart with their pricing point as well. And that's the other thing, the availability for kids to get into that sport 
and that side of the market here in Australia is so much more accessible than what it is over in, in the States. For example, kid wants to go buy a pack of Prism or Select. Forget about it. Like, like even hoops is expensive, like for a box. Where Footy Stars, which is their low-end tier product, is $105 a box. Doesn't fluctuate. That's what it is, $105. If anything gets discounted later on, then they have Spectrum. I can't remember how much that was. I think that might have been 140 Prestige is a bit more high-end. high, high end. That's 180 a box. Uh, Brilliance was... 200 a box i think and the new release i think is 250 or 300 a box for optimum so but that is a autograph product the, the funny thing about footy stars at 105 dollars a box you can get premiership predictors which are like the super bowl predictor you can get brownlow predictors which is like the mvp award mm-hmm. uh you get uh like those bang cards i mentioned you get numbered cards it's unbelievable. For $105, there was people turning over 50 to 75% back on their box on every single one they ripped. 50 to 75. And if you hit the high end, you're making 100, 150, 200% on the box. It's incredible. So it's not like Saucy said, we're not opening Prism or Optic and going, oh, well, I'm op- opening this knowing that probably I've spent $1,000 plus and I'm getting $5 in return because I'm going to get absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. so that that's where it outweighs there's less product higher quality versus mass produced at the moment and the quality is starting to seep through like crazy and everyone's noticing it like with panini products and tops products it's just it's like a leaky tap at the moment real leaky tap so i recently acquired a, 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 a like patrick williams is a basketball player for the Bull, the chicago bulls that i collect and i i went through hell and I got his one of one and it's still in the case from uh Panini, like, you know, something similar to this, where it says the Panini sticker came directly from them. This bottom corner is just absolutely mangled beat to shit. And I'm probably into that card for um, more than I'd like to be, but it, you know, it's a PC item. So it's not so much about the money, but the point being is somebody looked at this and said, yeah, that's good. Send it out. And there's nothing I can do about it. Well, there's, that, a, there's accounts these days, Jeremy, you can send to and they can uh, fix your card with some card oh. care, if you know my drift. <laughs> I don't want to be involved with that. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> well, that's what scares me too, though. Like, our sports that we like, we like soccer, us three, and even Saucy, and we like F1. Mm-hmm. The, they're starting to get mass produced. Like, more and more products of this is coming out. Um, prior it was just like what tops chrome world cup prism and panini soccer right would you say and tops like uefa champions now it's like so many different products for soccer it's kind of scary Mer- uh, merlin that was it merlin that just came out yeah, yeah that, merlin just came out that actually has sweet inserts it has like the match ball i'm trying to get like the set of those that's pretty cool but man I'm getting nervous with soccer because it just seems like people are getting hyped that don't like soccer. They're just buying it because they think that they're going to flip it during the World Cup. Um, and they're just mass producing everything. Yeah, I think it's just the tail of the tape, I guess, especially with um, uh, F1. The paper product was horrific. They came out 
last year was the first year of it, and it was it was terrible. And it's like Tops took a leaf out of Panini's book and went, well, the Lewis Hamilton image that we're going to use for the paper product, we're putting it in Tops Chrome and we're going to use it for this as well. And it's just like, what are we doing? It's mm-hmm. there's I don't. It's just it's like movies these days, you know. There's like no imagination anymore, uh, and that's the thing that really annoys me. Like I look at like Project Twenty Two uh, on Tops, where they give artists the opportunity to design cards, and obviously our good friend Tyson does designs for them, and uh, it gives the opportunity, like I said, to a lot of these artists. And I think to myself, why aren't you just getting them to design the cards for you? Seriously, there's no imagination. It's like we're turning to Disney where we're going to turn every cartoon into a live action remake and they're all flopping and the products are, let's use this for hoops. But okay, we use the same image for hoops premium, which I get. But you know what? Let's take this and put it into Prism or we use the Prism draft picks image and we just Photoshop that image on the Cade Cunningham with the Pistons jersey instead of his college jersey. It's just like, what's happening I, I don't get it. It's just no imagination. And that's the thing. Like you listen to, um, I've gone blank here, uh, you, uh, Carvin. You listen to Carvin who designed all these amazing products across Upper Deck and Panini. And I go to myself, where's that gone? Mm-hmm. Where has that gone? It's like you lose a great mind in the hobby like that behind design and it hasn't been re- replaced since. And it's sad. <laughs> If you ask me. Who doesn't want the Kevin Durant just standing there holding the basketball by his side, looking like he hates his life? <laughs> in every product. Yes, in every product. He starts playing. Broke, no, we we'll go back to that image. Oh, it's <laughs> terrible. Have you seen how bad the Ben Simmons image is in the in Chronicles for Brooklyn? <laughs> <That's> terrible. <laughs> oh, it's, just, it's no good. And then Zion looks fat in all his, his pictures that he picked. Um, no, I, I do want to, uh, like, cause we were d- talking about F1 and Jeremy and I, we get, we came on to your F1 podcast. Um, they, they do, they do, they go live on every, str- like every F1 race. And for them, it's like two, one in the morning, two in the morning, you get saucy that sleeps, call them sleepy saucy during the, they're in the stream. But we learned, I specifically, Jeremy, um, start, I don't know who you learned. You just watch and you're good at learning from that. But I've learned so much from Dama um, that if you have a question about F1, Dama is your guy, I would say, Thank unless you. unless he tells you who to bet and you put your house down and it's Charles Leclerc and now Max is just going to win it all. Um, but besides that. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Manny. He, he, he saved, I, I would say he saved me so much money. Because he told me not to buy tops or any product of 2021 for F1. And the reason being is because 2020 has that premium that people are starting to pump to 2021 that there's no rookies. They're, they're P2 rookies, right? You have uh, actually Mick, Mick Schumacher was the only rookie in that set. Or there's one more. But there's only two. Uh, what I'm getting at is only two. And people are like spending thousands and thousands of dollars for these guys. When you could just be buying the tops 2020 at that time time frame for the same price. I think it was uh, Joe Guan Yu was the other yeah. one alongside Mick Schumacher. But the funny thing was, I think there's only 35,000 boxes made for Tops Chrome 2020. I think it was 35,000. And then I think that was doubled in 2021. It's just that scarcity of it. If you go onto eBay right now and you type in Tops Chrome F1 2020, they've held their value. Mm-hmm. They, they're literally sitting around that 
three to three and a half thousand US a box. And it hasn't gone anywhere. It got as high as I saw uh, one sell for 4,200 at one stage. That was really early this year. Uh, maybe at the end of last year, heading into this year's season. But it just made it, it's just common sense. And I think I'm pretty glad common sense did prevail to some sense where they're like, well, you know, the paper product in 2021, this is the way to go. But we were sitting here going, it's not the NBA and it's not the NFL and it's not soccer where you've got probably a hundred rookies a season or fifty rookies um, yeah, coming into soccer. coming into the product every year. There's literally two or one if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was the thing. The biggest um, the biggest one was tops uh, dynasty dynasty, however you want to call it. Uh, a lot of people have given me shit on that, but I call it dynasty. Uh, that was epic. That was like the flawless of that product. If people were unsure what it was and uh, one card per box. Yeah. You could get a Gunter Steiner to five Gunter. and yeah, you've wasted your money, but you're wasting your money when they were like, was it three and a half grand a box? Now they were selling for 500 or 600 us a box mm-hmm. at one stage yep. when they first came out people said, Oh yeah, this is okay. Oh, it's F1. And then the tops Chrome, exploded the sapphire exploded from 2020 and then in retrospect people went oh there's patch autos like why the hell aren't we collecting dynasty which is the high-end product yeah so i'll remember jumping on that stream for two things ever one the most horrific accident that resulted in everybody walking away like relatively healthy and us just sitting there for like ooh. Ooh, and everybody was like streaming the race. So Manny had it on the TV. I had it on my my laptop over here. You guys were watching, and then there was like that moment of silence. It was like, holy shit, I hope he is okay. And then uh, it was cool, and to your point, Manny, earlier about Dama was like, we were talking about strategy and pit stops and like somebody who doesn't understand the sport at that high level. I really am fascinated by nuance and the actual like X's and O's that go into it. And understanding it's it's truly a team sport. It's not just a driver. If you don't have from the pit to the driver to race control, like if they're not in lockstep, you don't stand a chance. Yeah. I example Ferrari every race they screw up. They screw up something. Um, how do you feel about the um, new um, the new races that they just announced for next year? There's they added Las Vegas um, in November. Are you guys are you guys coming? Where we got to go as a group, get a penthouse on the strip, too thick, double coverage together. Well, I'm very first and foremost. I'm very happy. It's uh, 2020. Uh, sorry, 2020. 24 races on the 2023 calendar. So an extra race. It's the most I've ever had, which is very nice. Uh, the Australian race uh, for you two when you come down is in uh, March 31st to the second of April. <laughs> So that's that's for you guys. That's uh, very early on. That's race three. And then uh, Sauce and I will head over to you in round 23, which is the 16th to the 18th of November. And it is on a Saturday, that race. It's the um, fourth time F1 race will be on a Saturday. Uh, and based on what I've heard with Manny's connections, uh, I might not have to pay for accommodation when it comes to Las Vegas. <laughs> no. No, so Jeremy. we're all good, Jeremy. You and I, Saucy. You know the why. Hey, you, 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 guys, you guys, 
you guys make it here. I'll handle. I definitely will handle accommodations. And I would gladly come to Australia. You just keep those fucking death spiders away from me or yes, whatever fucking weird are... bugs and shit you guys got going on over there. Man, you know what's really cool? Uh, I think it's cool. You you got you're probably gonna be like this guy is crazy. He's like some Steve Irwin Aussie. <laughs> um, <laughs> my backyard. I'm back onto a nature reserve. I, I've told this story on our podcast, and I've got kangaroos that. So I've got a fence. There's like a creek. And then there's a walking path. And then there's literally the nature reserve. And I can see the the kangaroos from my back porch. And so they live there. No one in this neighborhood has ever seen a snake ever. All right. So touch wood, I never see the snake. But I've got a little friend that has decided to shack up at my place. Not a spider, Manny. It's okay. Relax. I just Relax. Got Not a spider. I just thought of like the big spider. My little, fr- uh, my little friend is about this big. He is a blue tongue lizard, and he literally no. lives under my home. They're, they're they're actually harmless, so they're perfect to have around your house. Um, they eat up all the bugs and all that stuff, so you don't need to worry about infestation. They eat spiders, many, so they're the perfect pet. It's a reptile; it's fine. It does nothing. They actually ward off snakes, which is good. But yeah, I've got a blue tongue lizard that he comes out and he sunbakes. It's twenty one degrees Celsius here today, so I'm not sure what that is in Fahrenheit. So sun's hard. out. Yeah, sun's out. He comes out. He sun bakes, gets the heat, does what he does. Um, but that's the type of stuff you got to deal with. I didn't tell you the story, Manny, about the uh, about a month and a half ago. I had my bags down at my front door and I went to go pick it up and I seen this black thing on the floor and I'm going, what the hell is this? I turned the light on and I said to Manny, a while ago, I reckon I've only seen four spiders oh. in my whole time in my house. And like they get in because there's spiders everywhere here in Australia. And it was this big black spider. And I, I even shoot myself. I was like, what the hell is that? I turned the light on and I honestly thought of you straight away. Every time I see a spider, I go, Maddie I- said he will never come to my home if he comes to Australia because of spiders. Yeah, no, no way. I see on TV, they're like this big and they're just chilling in corners and people try to get like a big old bull or something to try to catch it. And they just skirt off. It's no, nope. no, dude. I always get caught up on those ones where it's like, it looks like a snake fucked a scorpion, fucked a spider, fucked an alien. And, and it's like all- chilling on the, it's chilling on the side of somebody's home. Yeah. Like you could like, like, like you would need a shotgun, like three or four shots just to drop that motherfucker. I'm like, nope. And the Aussies oh, are just, man. oh, look at their, look at that, look at that, look at that. It's just hanging out. Let's they're they're out. petting it. Yeah, let's get it outside. <laughs> man, when I first moved into my home here, just another quick one, uh, another spider story just for Manny. I got home on two occasions within the same week, and it was the same type of spider. I have no idea what type it was. It was a big fucker, though. It was huge. It's about that big. <laughs> yep, no. And... I, both times I caught these spiders, it was at night. I know one was at night, one was in the morning. And I have this big stick at the front of my house, which I just keep near the bin in case there is spider webs. If I ever do need to, I've only had to do it twice. And it's these two occasions. I rocked up at night. I turned in the headlights. So I got steps that walk up onto my front porch to my front door. I couldn't get up the steps. I shit you not, this spider within a matter of four or five hours, had created this web, which was massive. I reckon it was like a meter and a half by like two meters. It connected from the front porch, the roof, to the bin, which is at the front of my house. And I had to, it was like something out of Indiana Jones. I had to 
take down the thing, make sure the spider didn't go on me because it was huge. I'm like, I don't know if this thing's poisonous. I have no idea. I've never seen it before. So that's the type of shit that you got to deal with. It oh, toughens you yeah, up maybe, here in Australia, man. My, my man just went like, oh, yeah, we don't have a spider problem and proceeded to tell two stories <laughs> where the fucking the spider wrapped the house up in fucking wet. He's got a stick by his front door, the old spider stick. Hey, hon, can you get me the spider stick? We got a big one. Oh, my God. God. Hey, well, that's 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 well. The one I told you inside my house, the two outside. That's three, and I've seen another one. Is crawling up the wall once. That's just well, for Manny. I was watching TV you, and went, "Holy shit!" You turn around and run from the spider. Then there's a jacked kangaroo looking to either punch you in the face or shank you to death. You go over there as a boa constrictor that's you know thirty feet long, you know eighteen inches in diameter. There's fucking koalas with their STDs eating eucalyptus. It's just. Fucking insane, man. The, I'm, I'm, insane. The, the thing that I'm most frightened of, I've never seen a snake, so I'd probably shit myself if I see a snake, but the thing I'm actually most frightened of is a um is a kangaroo. Genuinely. Really? No, yeah, I would because I they would... they don't they they're harmless. They're actually harmless if you don't go and provoke them. Like you see those videos of kangaroos attacking people, it's because they've provoked them and been idiots and think, oh, they like a kangaroo's box. So I'll try and fight a kangaroo. They're just dumb. But genuinely, they do not move for anybody. So if they're on a walking path, you turn around and you walk the other way. You don't walk up to them because their claws are like razor sharp. It's like the yeah. velociraptor claws from freaking Jurassic Park. If they scratch you, they can tear your whole arm. Like it's it's messed up. So yeah, pe- walk the other way. I ain't People with think them. that they can box them. What they actually really do is they fucking grab you and then they fucking shank you to death. Oh. They do. That's what they try and do. If you watch it, they actually try and grab people because they actually claw you back and rip you. They rip you apart. It's fucked up, man. Stop I'll take that, that over the spiders. The spiders you got, I'll take that. In, in America, we've got thing. like uh, Canadian geese. And so they're like these fat fucking birds. And wherever they land, they act like they own the joint. Yep. So like it, you could be like on a highway and they decide that they're going to like fucking cross the road. That's it. And so you think it's like just like a fat fucking bird with a skinny neck, no big deal. But if you step up on one of those fuckers, they'll they'll chase you. They flap their wings and they like fucking peck at you. They're not gonna kill you like a fucking you know what you guys are dealing with. But nonetheless, it's the same thing. You see one of them, it's just like is it really worth, you know, maybe getting, you know, a couple of lacerations? I'm just gonna go the other way. Yeah, but you know, you got bears and mountain lions and shit. Like mountain lions scare me to death. Like I seen that video that came out with that that guy was on the walking path. It was like a year and a half ago, and like he walked past the mountain lion's cubs, and unintentionally, like he wasn't trying to provoke him, but the mountain lion saw him as a threat. So it like chases and it hisses and it opens up its arms when it it's not. That's just that shit. That's just. I'm not going. Yeah, it's just a cat. It's It's just a cat. That's right. We got like a lion. Yeah, that's okay. You know, I have a friend who lives in Austria, and I spent some time over in Germany. And one thing he told me that Americans don't recognize or realize that America is just so big that you can experience, like in Europe, you have to go to several different countries to experience certain things. You can get tropical in America. You can get, you know, backwoods in America. You can get desert in America. So where I'm at, I, you know, besides like maybe in my lifetime, I've ever seen like a snake once or twice. Or we'll deal with, like, these little spiders that, that aren't shit. And that's it. I haven't had to deal with, like, you know, any sort of animal that will kill me. But that's also impacted our decision-making because ultimately I think we would like to ultimately reti- retire in Las Vegas 
But the thought of having to deal with potentially seeing a scorpion, the first time I see a scorpion in my house, I'm going to burn that fucking thing down and just be done with it. Yep. I love oh, it, man. But hey, love Jeremy, let's, let's get to the, let's, because we're on this subject, let's do getting to know double coverage. Um, we were going to ask Saucy some questions. This is uh, kind of like our, our ending where we just basically, it's just BS questions. So, I'll try to answer whoa, for whoa, him whoa, as well. Whoa, whoa, no, no, this is not. This is getting to know somebody. It's like, no BS, these are the man. Questions. Yeah, dude, yeah so these we'll, are the we'll questions. That... Hold on, hold on, Manny. These are the kinds of things that we'll we'll talk about. We'll be shooting the breeze. You get to these questions. That's where it comes to a pause, and people actually like talk out loud and they they share their thought process and why they chose what they will. So, for instance, we're going to start with a game that in America is called Mary Fuck Kill. You get three options: yep. you marry one. You fuck one, you kill one. So I'm yep. going to start with uh, kangaroos, koalas, <laughs> death spiders. Death spiders. Uh, Your spiders. I'd, mar- I'd marry the koala. <laughs> uh, fuck the spiders and kill the kangaroo. Fuck that shit. Nice. <laughs> I know the answer to this, but no, not everyone would. Messi, Ronaldo, Neymar. <laughs> I'm uh, Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Neymar, Messi. And funnily enough on that, I deliberately pulled these out. Wait, wait, wait no. I what are you get... doing? You can't just say nah, nah. I'm clear. That's, that's just the Ronaldo I bought recently. That's oh, off cool. Project 22, which that's is sick. That's from Mike Perry. And this was from our very own Tyson Beck. And because Tyson is a friend of ours, I never thought I'd show a card like this in my life. But yes, I own a Lionel Messi card. He designed it, so I bought it. So I That's collect awesome. everything he pretty much creates. Hey, so you got to show the homies some love. Yeah, but it's Ronaldo, Neymar, Messi. Do I don't want to elaborate on that, do I? Do I have yeah, to? Yeah, what do I mean? Who? Okay, so you're marrying Ronaldo. It's, it's Mary. Oh, Ronaldo. no, marry Ronaldo. Fuck Ronaldo. Kill Messi. <laughs> Neymar's fine. Neymar's a side piece. All right. Lance Stroll, Gotifi, Gunther. Laquifi. Marry Gunther, 100%. Let's go. Um, Gunther. Fuck Laquifi. Kill Stroll, man. Stroll's so shit. He's terrible, bro. (laughs) That's just daddy's team. He's a dud. All right. Panini, tops, upper deck. Oh. Mary Tops. Fuck Panini. Kill Upper Deck. Really? I yeah. thought it would be reversed. Yeah. I thought you were going to kill. No, we, need, we actually need Panini because we're getting licensed product and they're putting stuff out. Upper Deck, unfortunately, sick designs. I got no license and they put Sabrina Ionescu PMGs of her in uh, Uniqlo puffer jackets, which look absolutely horrific. So, yeah, that's... <laughs> All right, so this was a late addition. This is after I saw the Bush card. So we've got Playboy, Hustler, Penthouse. This is the one that Saucy would have loved. Saucy would have. This is Saucy's one. Monty's um. For five minutes. If there's Hustler, Playboy, and Penthouse, there's no marry. There's no kill. It's just fuck, 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 isn't it? So. All right, so now we're going to get into – I don't know if you've seen our content, but we do she's a 10 or she's a 3. 
Um, oh. She does something, and you got to rate her. One through ten. She's a she's a two, but crushes a shoey. A shoey. Oh, ten. A ten? That's not yeah, nasty. Man. Yeah, Denny, that's Denny Rick. Uh, uh, Tuavasa territory. <laughs> that's elite stuff, man. It's dirty as, but it's elite as. That's good. She's a ten, but she's a diehard New Zealander. Eight. New Zealanders aren't too bad. We haven't got no rivalry with them. They're like None? sheep a lot. You can do your research behind that. Um, <laughs> he's a 10, but he's dating your daughter and utilizes BBCE. Double he's coverage dead. condoms. He's dead. No, no, he's a zero. He's a zero. Hey, there's going to be like a grading process where if I, if I ever have a daughter and she brings a guy home, there's going to be subgrades and everything put on that per, on that guy, man. <laughs> Straight up. Jeremy, I feel oh, for yeah. you. I don't know if you're thought of seeing anyone, but you better have that reckless cards grading fucking... Three daughters, dude. Three daughters. When people come over, I put the fear of God in them, and I don't care. I, I do not care. And I, I hate when somebody's like, oh, no, he's a sweet young boy. I'm like, no, I was a no. sweet young boy, too. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. Thank you very much. Ladies, if you're listening to this, yes, that's exactly right. Your son's boyfriend's the same a piece shit. of shit. Yep. <laughs> all right, 15, we all know what 15-year-old boys want, man. None of this one true love at 15. Get the F yes. out of here. True love at 15. Fuck off. Come on, man. <laughs> That is true. That is fucking true. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you making time on your holiday to jump on with us, man. We are massive fans of the Double Coverage Pod. It is refreshing to just hear some people chop it up, have a good laugh, not take themselves serious, but when it's time to touch on a serious topic, be able to properly articulate yourself. And, you know, one thing that that I gravitate towards is people who acknowledge or admit when they're wrong. And, you know, you sharing that story that like, you know, somebody slid in the DMs and you have no problem owning it. Uh, I operate the same way. And I think that's how you build a true following an audience is just being your authentic self. Nobody's perfect. And people who pretend to be often times are full of shit. So man, I, I really appreciate you guys for jumping on. Uh, I hope, I hope South is having a good time with that card. Because he looked like he had that little glow in his eye. Like I had an idea of what was going to happen when he turned that camera off. Hundred uh, percent. Thank you so much, both of you, for uh, having me on uh, and Saucy. I think it's like the fourth podcast in two plus years that we've actually been on. We've actually been invited on, so we actually do appreciate that, uh, and we appreciate what you do as well. We love up and coming new podcasts in the space. You're doing a fantastic job. I just really want you to keep pushing with it and persevering. So keep killing it. We'll keep collabing. Uh, we'll have to get you on an actual podcast, not an F1 pod, and do the same thing, chop it up. But thanks again for having me. Anytime for you guys. Thank you. And where can everyone find you? Uh, it's at DBL coverage underscore on IG, double coverage on Facebook. Uh, YouTube is what we're trying to grow. That's uh, double coverage dot media. If you jump on there. And drop us a sub. That'd be much appreciated. And TikTok. Don't forget TikTok. We oh, see yeah, TikTok. We yeah, see yeah. you guys' mugs with the green screen on, the, on Yeah, TikTok. yeah. TikTok's actually going pretty well. It's a very underrated platform, I think. Um, you get, just got to try not to get too addicted to scrolling. 
it happens. <laughs> oh, yeah. That yeah. So thanks again. Uh, thank you. And we will we will definitely like do some more like support whenever you need it. F1 streams. If you guys like one of you guys can't be on it, let me know. Of course, Jeremy will be on. We can do a lot more collaboration. And you can you can definitely jump in on uh, our pod to host whenever you like because there'll be definitely more often than not there'll be another time where I can't be there to run the show with Source. <laughs> so, and on that note, enjoyed. I hope you guys enjoyed your hobby release, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you.